Welcome to the teaching ministry of Stephen Fraser and Life of Faith Bible Church. An outreach dedicated to helping you triumph in every area of life. Now here's Pastor Fraser with today's message. Here in Romans chapter 1 verse 16, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. You know, we won't be ashamed of the gospel if we understand that it is the power of God. Now, if we just think it's just another religion, if we just think it's another opinion, or just another way of thinking, then, you know, we might be ashamed of it, you know, in the midst of some doubters and unbelievers, people that don't believe in what we believe. They don't believe in the Word of God, don't even believe there is a God, perhaps. And so, you know, you might feel ashamed in their presence, but when you understand that this gospel is the power of God, it eliminates all intimidation. When you understand the kind of power that you pack... When you come loaded with the Word of God, man, you're not afraid of demons, devils, or unbelievers, or anybody. So we got to get a hold that this gospel is a gospel of power. This isn't just some dead religious thing. This is the living Word of God, and the gospel is powerful, powerful, powerful to transform lives, powerful enough to deliver people from what they're dealing with. It doesn't matter what they got going on in their life. It doesn't matter what kind of oppression. It doesn't matter how long they've been dealing with it. It doesn't matter. The power of God is sufficient enough to deliver them, to set any captive of anything free. And that's what you and I have. We have the power to loose people from any kind of bondage, set people free from any kind of problem. That's what the Word of God is to us when we approach the Word of God in faith. In faith. Faith believes that God's Word is the power of God. Unto salvation. Well, that word salvation in the Greek is sozo. And it means deliverance from every evil thing. It means healing. Healing. Healing of what? Healing of anything that somebody needs to get healed of. So it's deliverance, not just deliverance from hell. Thank God that's the, that's the most important thing because that's eternity. But it's deliverance from every evil thing right now in this life. That's what you, you and I have. And so we got to watch about walking by sight, looking around. And just because we might not see a whole lot of people walking in that power experiencing that power in their life, that doesn't mean it's not real. That doesn't mean it's, it's not ours. That doesn't mean we don't have it. Now, we just, we just got to get better at administering it to other people, demonstrating it. And we will if we're not ashamed. And we won't be ashamed if we know that we know that we know God's Word is the power of God unto salvation. And that's faith. Faith believes in the living Word of God, in the power of the Word of God. 
It's not just a dead letter. So he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. How many people have been justified or declared righteous in the sight of God through faith in Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. Through faith in Jesus, we're made the righteousness of God. We've been justified. We're just. We're just. So how do the just live? They live by faith. And notice, they go from faith to faith. Faith to faith. How do they go from faith to faith? Through the gospel of Christ. Through the word of God. As we learn the word of God, the word of God needs to be taking us from faith to faith. In other words, we're growing in our faith all the time. We ought to be. See, we should never, never settle for just living off of yesterday's faith. We're always looking to grow our faith. Today, we're looking to, to grow our faith, to move to a higher level of faith. So we believed when we first got saved, and then we dug into the Word. We got more revelation, more understanding of God. We got a hold more of the power of God. It became more and more real to us. This righteousness of God became more and more real to us. And what happened? Our faith grew. Our faith grew. And as we get into it more and more and more, our faith just keeps growing growing and we just keep growing and growing in our faith. That's what's supposed to be happening. What we have to watch about is just getting religious with the word of God and just playing it off and just settling for what we have believed. And that's what we have to watch out for. We don't want to just settle for what we have believed. We want to build on that believing and keep believing and get fresh believing. Get fresh believing. Every day we need to be getting some fresh believing. Get in the Word of God. Say, well, I've read that. I know that. No, you see, that's stale. That's dried up believing. That's not going to help anybody. No, we should be, we should be looking some fre- for fresh believing. Fresh manna from heaven, right? Fresh Word of God. Fresh revelation. Which fresh to us. It's like, whoo, man. And that's what keeps the Word of God living and powerful in our life. Living in power. We got to watch. We can't let our, our faith go to sleep. We can't let our faith get old. And then we just, we're living off of old faith, which really isn't faith at all. That's just living out of your memory, out of your head, which we will get to that here in a little bit. Galatians chapter 3, verse 11, it says, But that no one is justified by the law, the law of works, In the sight of God is evident. For, let's say it together, the just shall live by faith. Then in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38, he says, Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul, this is the Lord talking, my soul, he has a soul, he's a spirit, but he has a soul. My soul has no pleasure in him. 
So you could draw back. You could have faith, but then you could begin to draw back from what you once believed. We're not to be drawing back. We're, we're to be going forward from faith to... See, we're supposed to be going from faith to faith, not going from faith to drawing back from faith. But we're pressing in to greater and greater faith. Now, you got to stay on yourself, see? we got to make sure that we're doing that. And that faith is a lifestyle. We live it. It's not just a church thing. It's just not something we do when we get into trouble. And we get into trouble, man, we got to take out our spare tire of faith. And we got to slap some faith on this problem. And we got to get this problem taken care of. No, no, no. Faith is the four tires you're driving around in all the time. You live by faith. You all see that? So he says it more than one time. He's letting us know. This is our life now. The Christian life is a life of faith. So that makes faith pretty important. Makes it important enough for us to do a series on it. And to understand it. Dig into it. And then, of course, he says here, if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Well, draws back from what? Living by faith. Living by faith. And we know that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Isn't that what it says? Hebrews, the 11th chapter, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Think about that. Impossible. It doesn't matter what kind of good works you do. It doesn't matter about anything else in your life. If it's not coming from faith in God, it's not pleasing to him. It's not pleasing. How many people want to live lives that are pleasing to God? Yeah, we want to live pleasing to him. We want to please our God. We want to please our heavenly father. Well, without faith, we can't do it. So therefore, we got to put faith in the forefront of our life. we got to make sure we're living by it because we want to live a life that's pleasing to God. Which means we got to stay in faith all day. Go to sleep in faith. Wake up in faith. And if we'll, if we'll go to bed in faith, wake up in faith, grow in faith, then we'll be pleasing to our Heavenly Father. Our Father, we see right from here, He loves faith. Our Father loves faith. I'm talking about God. God loves faith. But He is your Father. And because He is your Father, you know, like Father, like Son, like child. So you and I ought to love what our Father loves. If Father God loves faith, if that pleases Him, what pleases you and I? Faith. We love faith. See? And that's, that's a good sign that you're living by faith. Because you love faith. You get happy. You get excited about faith. It stirs up your soul. It affects your soul. It affects your emotions. Man, you get stirred up when it comes to faith. Hallelujah. You get emotional about it, right? Because that's a part of the soul. So we love faith. We love faith. We love hearing about faith. So we're going to love this series. This, this, is, this is exciting stuff because we're faith people. We live by faith. And we walk 
by faith. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. It says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. So we understand then, faith does not go by what it sees. It doesn't go by what it sees. It goes by what God says. And it only goes by what God says. God's word has the final say in everything in our life. That's what we live by. Living by faith is living by the word of God. Of course, Jesus said that. He said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So the word of God is referred to in Romans, the 10th chapter, as the word of faith. And then in verse 17 of Romans 10, it says, for faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And that's how we go from faith to faith is by hearing the word, hearing the gospel of Christ. We're growing in our faith. So faith only comes one way. It comes from the word of God. So then, that's why it makes sense that Jesus would say, would compare the word of God to bread, to food. Because just like you need physical food to live in this physical world, in these physical bodies... You need the word of God just as much as you need physical food. In fact, your spirit is even more important than your body. It's more important to have a nourished, strong spirit than it is to have a nourished and strong body. Because the body, of course, is temporary. But then again, the body is nothing without the spirit. Because once the spirit leaves the body, the body still doesn't walk around and go, well, you know, maybe I'll still go to the mall. Right? And once the spirit leaves, the body is dead. I mean, the body just drops dead. I mean, it's good for nothing. Once the spirit's out of the body, the body's dead. But if the body dies, the spirit doesn't die. The spirit still lives on. So you see, the spirit is the engine to this whole thing. Out of the heart or out of the spirit of man flows the issues of life. If we're living by faith, then we have to constantly be feeding our faith with the word of God. Because that's how faith comes. That's how faith comes. It's by hearing the word of God. So to not be constantly hearing the word of God is to be depriving your spirit. And of course, you're not going to be able to live By faith, which means you're not going to be pleasing to God. So it's vital that we are constantly bringing the word of God into everything we do in life. That doesn't mean you walk around like this. Uh Uh-huh. You drive your car like this. Don't drive your car reading your Bible. No, no. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you, the psalmist said. See, we put that word in there, and then we're always bringing the word up throughout the day and everything. You're always bringing the word into everything. You know, it's just as natural as breathing. I mean, it just just becomes a way of life. You're just applying faith to everything you do. You're just trusting God in everything. You're trusting in, in what he said in his word in everything. Just keeping it before you, because if you're saying it, you're hearing it. And if you're hearing it, Faith is coming. 
Faith is coming. Faith is rising up. Faith is coming forth from your life. And you're going from faith to faith, faith to faith, faith to faith. And so when things come in life that are contrary to what God says, we say what God says. And we don't settle for what we just see. We don't just, we don't just go by what we see, how we feel, how things look, according to the opinions of men. I mean, there's a lot of opinions of men. There's a lot of feelings we can feel. You can go to bed feeling great, wake up feeling awful. You know, you can just have all kinds of feelings, all kinds of opinions flying around. Circumstances can change overnight on you. But what about you? Are you up and down and twisted all around and emotionally up and down based on all the things that are twisted and up and down going on around you? Not if you're living by faith. If you're living by faith, have you know God's word's not up and down and all over the place. God's word is just steady. It's just steady. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you just keep that word in front of you, and it just keeps you on track, and it just keeps you steady. It just keeps you in a flow. And the whole world, it doesn't matter what's going around you, you're just able to walk right through the midst of it, undisturbed, unmoved, unafraid, because you walk by and not by. That's how we live our life. That's how we live our life. In fact, over here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it says in verse 17, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceedingly and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So here, in its context, he's talking about trials and tests and times of suffering. Going through times of affliction. How many people know the Apostle Paul had some intense affliction? Well, he didn't call it intense. He called it light. He called it light because, you see... He wasn't focused on the affliction. He wasn't focused on all the problems that were going on in the natural. No, he was looking at the unseen, and he was seeing the things that God was accomplishing through him and in him. And how every trial and test he was going through, God was accomplishing through him, things through him, but he was also growing in faith. He was growing in faith as he was using his faith going through trials and tests. And that's what he had his eyes on. So that the trials and tests weren't that big of a deal. The things of this world, the problems of life become bigger and bigger and bigger the more you focus on them. The more you look at them, the bigger they get. So if you just sit around and keep listening to negative news, negative, 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 and they keep telling you about problem after problem after problem, man, that problem's going to get so big, it's going to be overwhelming to you. And that's what we have to watch out for in this media, tech-savvy generation. Got all these opinions, all this news, all this stuff coming in front of us. Man, we got to make sure we don't neglect the good news. That we don't neglect the Word of God because I got news for you. All this news that's going on around there, it can change overnight. It can be one way today and be completely different tomorrow. But this news is the same 
It's going to stick around. So make sure you're focused on that. Focus it on what God is saying and what God is doing. Walk by faith, not by sight. We're not looking at the unseen, verse 18. While we do not look at the things which are seen. You say, what do you mean? Well, we, uh, we could say we look through them. We look past it. We look beyond the seen things at the unseen things that are going on. The unseen things that God said he's doing, that he's working in our life. He's working things out for us. I know the plans that he has for you, praise God. He's got good plans for us. Hallelujah. Good plans. Enough to keep you happy for the rest of your life. Full of joy for the rest of your life. But you get your eyes off of God's plans and you start looking at what man is scheming, what man's planning and what he's trying to bring to pass to destroy your life. And oh man, you'll lose your joy fast. You'll get out of peace real quick. You'll get unhappy. But if you keep the word of God in front of you and he said, I know the plans. I know the thoughts that I have towards you, saith God. To give you a a future and a hope. Whoo, man. He got a future for us. He got a hope. Well, why is this why is this working out? Why? Keep your eyes on what he said. Stop looking at the scene. Stop looking at the scene. God's working. Things are going in the right direction for us. Because we're going with him. And he always leads us in triumph. He always leads us to triumph. He always leads us in victory. Hallelujah. It's all gonna work out great. How do you know that? God said. He said, all things work together for good to those who love him. I love him. I love him. I love faith. I love him. I love his word. It's all going to work together for our good. Everything that's going on, the devil's just playing right into God's plan. (laughs) Hallelujah. Boy, he's in big trouble. Praise God. Somebody says, my Lord, he's got the devil's got us surrounded. Praise God. We got him right where we want him. He got him right where he want, we want him, praise God. Now, see, that's what, that's what the Apostle Paul learned over there in the 12th chapter of 2 Corinthians. He had all kinds of demons coming after him. And so he cried out to God concerning this thorn in the flesh he described it as. And he said, Lord, take it away, take it away. He cried out three times for the Lord to take it away. And then the Lord answered and said in verse 9, My grace is sufficient for you. Not to put up with the thorn in the flesh. He says, For my strength is made perfect in weakness. When you're surrounded and there seems no way out, then bless God, get ready to see the manifestation of God in the earth. Get ready to see the power of Christ come upon you and destroy that work of the devil. That's what he said. That's basically what he said. For my strength is made, my, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, he says, I will rather boast in my infirmities or my weaknesses that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So, in other words, when, I, when it looks like I, I can't get out of this, well, get excited. Because God's going to get you out of it. God's going to get you through it. Praise God. It's about time we see a Red Sea split. 
But you see, if you're over here, why did take it away? Take it away. Oh, God, God, why is this happening to me? Take it away. And see, see, no Red Sea's going to split. See, God helped Paul, and Paul recorded it for us to help us not to whine in times of thorns in the flesh, but most gladly get excited. Isn't that what he said? He said, I most, most gladly, therefore most gladly, I will rather boast. Hallelujah, I'm going to brag about the power of Christ that's at work in my life to blast me through this thing and change this situation. If God is for you, who can be against you? No weapon formed against you. It, no weapon. I said no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. Hallelujah. He didn't say weapons won't be formed against you. He didn't say fiery, thorny darts won't be fired at you. He said, but they won't prosper. Do you believe that? It's the word. We live by faith in the word. We believe the word. We believe what God says. Thorns in the flesh won't prosper. They just turn out for our good. And then we watch God bring us through into a great victory. Can you say amen? amen. Say victory. victory. See, now you understand. Without faith, there's no victory. Because 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Do we have anybody that's been born of God? He says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that, o- that has overcome the world, our faith. I mean, f- before the battle ever started, we overcame it. This is the victory that has overcome. It doesn't matter what kind of thing comes against, what kind of battle comes against you in the world. Faith says, that's already been overcome. Hallelujah. Jesus, for one, overcame it. He overcame it. And he lives on the inside of me. So it's already been overcome. Hallelujah. I believe. This thing's already been defeated. I've already overcome it. And bless God, the victory's mine. The victory's mine. This is the victory. What? Even our faith. Everybody say, our faith. Is the victory. Hallelujah. Praise God. I mean, we don't even get saved without faith. You, you couldn't get born again without, without, without having faith. It took faith to do it. There's a lot of people that still are not saved in the world. It's because they don't have faith. But thank God somehow, some way, you've got enough faith to get born again. Somebody says, I just feel like I don't have any faith. Well, if you got, if you got born again... If you got saved, if you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, then you have faith. You have faith. Now it just needs to develop and grow. Now you just need to go from faith to faith. How do you do it? Learn, learn, learn. Learn, learn, learn. Learn, learn, learn the word. Learn, learn, learn the word. How do you go from faith to faith? Learn, learn, learn the word. We go faith to faith when we learn, learn, learn. Learn, learn, learn. Faith, faith, faith. Learn, learn, learn. Faith, faith, faith. That's why we love church. Don't you love being at church tonight? Praise God. Why? Learn. Learn. Because as you learn, your faith takes you to another level of faith. 
And then you go to another level of faith, which means you go from victory to victory. In other words, your victories get bigger and bigger and bigger. How many of you want to see some big victories? I mean, thank God for the little victories, you know? But man, God's got some big, big victories. I mean, real impressive victories. Victories that can actually make the world turn their heads. Thank God for the little victories, you know? You know, the little victories are important. You know, those are the victories that only you know about. Nobody else recognizes it. Nobody has a clue that you got victory in that area and that area and that area. They don't know. It's just between you and, and the Lord and the devil. So, you know, it's these, these little victories, little, little quiet, silent victories, private victories, you know. But then, see, you can grow in your victory. Just grow in victory, grow in victory, so that next thing you know, person next to you recognizes, that's victory. Man, they're experiencing victory over there. Oh, they're victory. They're experiencing victory over at their house. Hallelujah. And then, and then it spreads a little, you know, outside, you know, just a few people that are near you. And next thing you know, you know, the whole neighborhood recognizes it. And, and next thing you know, the whole city recognizes it. And then next thing you know, the news media is trying to say something about you. Because the victory is just getting so big. It's getting so big. And next thing you know, you're affecting the whole nation. The whole world can tell that's victory. That's a breakthrough. That is awesome what God is doing in their life. That's the kind of faith we're looking for. City-shaking faith. Nation-shaking faith. Praise God. Undeniable. Totally recognizable. Victory. That comes from faith. Can you say amen? amen. Praise God. Faith is to be in our heart and in our mouths continuously. Continuously. We're constantly pondering, meditating on faith in our heart. And not just that. We're speaking it. Faith needs to be coming out of your mouth. Why? Well, 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, I believed and therefore have I spoken. I believe, why don't you just turn to it? We're right there in 2 Corinthians still, right? Chapter 4. But since we have the same spirit of faith, spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore what? Speak. Speak. So either faith you're speaking or doubt and unbelief, you're leaking. See? Because out of the mouth, doubt will leak. Unbelief will leak. So we don't want doubt and unbelief coming out of us. And that's another great way of recognizing whether you're in faith or not. You recognize whether you're in faith or not, but what's coming out of your mouth? I mean, you can just pick it up real quick. I mean, uh, and we need to be on it. We need to be on ourselves. And help one another around the house. And be able to recognize when, when doubt and unbelief comes out of that mouth. We just jump right on it. I mean, how many times, you know, we looked at each other and said, I wouldn't say that if I were you. I wouldn't say that if I were you. Or say, you know, um, this problem won't go away. So why did you say that? Why did you say the problem won't go away? You're not expecting it to go away? 
but it just won't go away. So you're not expecting it to go away? Why don't we say this problem has been a problem? I've had this problem. Had. Had. I had this. See, I've had this problem. Not, I just keep on having this problem. Why are you putting that into your future? This problem won't go away. Why are you put? Is that what you're expecting? Yeah, because that's what you're saying. Well, that's not what I really meant. No, that's what you said. That's what you said. That's what's coming out of you. Doubt is leaking. Don't sit there and cover it up. If doubt comes out of your mouth, recognize, uh-oh. I'm not in faith here. And just adjust it just like that. I mean, recognize it and adjust it. Just correct it right there. Say, no, I've had it. Now I'm not going to keep having this problem. Matter of fact, this problem is over now. We're going to deal with this right now. And this thing is not going to continue. Now, it has been a problem. But that's the past. What it's been is not what it will be. Things are changing. Things are changing. Things are getting better. Why does it feel like it is? No, God said so. God's working on my behalf. This thing's getting better. This thing is changing. It can't stay the same. It can't stay like that. Why? Because I got the victory. God has promised me. He's promised me. He's healed me. He's already delivered me from that. So yeah, we could talk about what's been as long as we recognize what is and where we're going. Because remember, faith is always in the present tense or past tense. I have it. I've gotten it. I've received it. It's done. Or it's happening right now. God is working. It's coming to pass as I'm talking to you right now. That's how faith is. Faith is now. It's happening now. For more on that, let's go to Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Verse 1. It says, now faith. You could just stop right there. Now faith. Is. Not will be. See, God loves faith so much. And faith is in the present tense. That God calls himself, I am. That's his name. He came to Moses. Moses, Moses said to the Lord, he said, he said, Lord, you know, when the children of Israel asked me, who are you? You know, what's your name? What, what do I tell them? He said, you tell them I am sent you. Not I will be. Not I hope to be. Not I'm the great I was. I went out with the last apostle. I don't do what I once did. I don't do that anymore. No, no, no. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's I am. I am. That's present tense. He's in the now. He's right now. God's word is right now. God's word is right now. You know, a lot of people say, well, now in God's timing. Now I know God will heal. I know God will deliver. I know God will do this, that, and the next thing. In his timing. His time. What is his timing? What? what what, what, when, when is, what is God's timing? What is it? Well, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians, now is the acceptable time. Today is the day of salvation. Everybody say now. now. Now is the acceptable time. This is God talking. Today is the day of salvation. Everybody say now. See, when we go into prayer and ask for things from God, 
When do we receive it? You receive it now. You receive it when, you're, when you ask for it. That's when you receive it. Which means that's how you talk. As though you have received it. It's done. You got it. It's happening now. Today's the day. Ooh, hallelujah. Today's the day. I've been praying for our country. This really got strong on me two days ago. And, and last, last two days. This really strong. This is praying. Things pertaining to our nation and things. A lot going on in America these days. And I was praying. And I just declared that. I said, and now is the acceptable time. Today is the day of salvation. Everything I just asked for and everything I just declared from your word, it's happening right now. Today's the day. We're going to see things happen today. Today. I'm expecting to see things happen today. I'm going to hear about some stuff right now. This is happening right now. We're not messing around with this. This isn't going to drag on. This is happening right now. Right now. I've gotten a hold of that on a few things. And man, just seeing stuff. Just seeing stuff happen. Just, just fast. See? Because that's faith. Faith is in the now. Faith is in the now. So he says, now faith is. Not now faith will be. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Now, that could be a little vague, and there's a lot of different translations out there to try to bring clarity to that, but I like what the Lord gave me. Let me read it again. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Simply put, faith makes what we're hoping for become reality. Faith makes what we're hoping for Become reality. Or we can say, faith makes your dreams come true. Faith makes your dreams, your desires become reality. This hope that it's talking about here is not just a wishing. When we think of hope, a lot of well, we're hoping. What, what they really mean is, well, we, we, you know, we're wishing and hoping. We want it to happen, but we're not really sure. But we're hoping. Our hopes are high. I mean, that's how the world, the world's hope is kind of, is kind of this vain, fluffy hope. It tries to make you feel good. You know, it's this wishing, wishing. Uh, the word wish means to feel or express a strong desire for something that is not easily attainable. Want something that cannot or probably will not happen. But you got strong feelings. You know, you have strong desires to see it happen. And there's a lot of people that they get those desires all pumped up. Say, no, no, I, I, I believe it's going to happen. I, I, no, I'm hoping that that's going to happen. You know, I believe it. I believe that's going to happen. And it's a wishing. And they're stirring themselves up emotionally. And so many times it can look like and sound like faith, but it's really more emotional than it is conviction, than of the heart. Faith, of course, is of the spirit. We having the same 
spirit of faith. According to what is written, I believed and therefore I have spoken. Faith is of the spirit. It's not of the flesh. It's not of the soul. Now, your soul gets excited about faith. You know, we need to, you know, when faith rises up, the soul can get, 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 you know, bring emotion into it. But faith itself is not an emotion. Faith works through the emotions, but it's not an emotion. You understand that? It's not a feeling. We walk by faith, not by sight. We can say we walk by faith, not by our feelings. It's not just an emotional thing. Emotions will get involved in it, but it's not originating from the emotions. Wishing originates from the emotions. Faith originates from the spirit. A lot of people, it's like Walt Disney and Jiminy Cricket. When you wish upon a star makes no difference who you are. When you wish upon a star your dreams come true. Thank you. Thank you. That's a lie. That's a lie. You wish upon a star? Your lucky stars? You see what I'm saying? And so it's a lie. We sing these vain, empty, worthless songs and say these vain, empty, you can have anything you want. All you have to do is desire it. If you'll just imagine it, you can do it. You can make it happen. That's a lie. I mean, you can emotionally stir yourself up and get out there and make stuff happen, and you might be able to build a tower to heaven. But what happened to that? It all comes crumbling down in the end. Great is its fall. See, pride goes before a fall. Trusting in yourself, trusting in your energy, your power, your emotion, your psyche, channeling your chi, your inner strength, your zen. You're the zen master. You're going to make it happen. You're in pride, and you might get somewhere for a little while, but then it's all going to backfire on you, and great is going to be your fall. It's a big deception. It's a big lie. No, no, no. We build, it doesn't matter who you are. You build your life not on the lucky stars. You build it on the word of God. That's the only guarantee. And it is a guarantee. It is a guarantee. It will come to pass. Faith turns hoping and wishing into expecting and knowing. You expect, you know it's going to happen. And it's not built on fluff. It's built on the word of God. More than that, it's built on the love of God. Romans chapter 5. It says in verse 5, Now hope, that's what we were just talking about, does not disappoint because the love of God 
has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. See, we understand God is a God of love. And he's given us his word because of his love for us. He sent his son because he so loved the world. God is in love with us. And that's why we know his promises will never fail us. We understand his word will never fail us because we know firsthand about his love because his love through the new birth has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. God has clearly shown how much he loves us. He loves us so much that he will never disappoint us and let us down and not back up every promise he has made for us. Every promise he's made for us, we're going to receive it because he loves us. And you see, you understand, you know, I, I just don't think, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, if God's going to do this for me. Because you see, I haven't been living like you. I haven't been living holy. I, 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 I've been messing around. His love for you hasn't changed. He loved you while you were yet a sinner. Bible says, while you were yet a sinner, Christ died for you. He died for you. Now you're a new creation. You might be carnal, but you're a new creation. If he loved you while you were yet a sinner, how much more now that you're his son or his daughter? How much more does he love you? See, that's just common sense. You just got to stop and think a little bit. And by thinking a little bit, you stir up that love of God and know that God is for me. Even though I've acted very foolish and I've done wrong, God has not changed. I've gone up and down and changed emotionally. I've changed in my devotion towards him. I've changed in my attitude and actions. I can change from day to day. But he's the same. His love for me has not changed. He's still pursuing me. He's still chasing after me. He's still seeing how much he can bless me. I don't know about that. I mean, if you're not living right. But I don't know about what you're saying because Jesus said. I said, I just go by what Jesus said. And Jesus said that the Father causes his reign, talking about his goodness, his prosperity, his blessing, to come down on the just and the unjust. It's not about what God's going to do for you. God's already settled it. He's in love with you, and he's ready to kill the fatted calf and chase after you and put a robe on you and clean you up just as fast as you got messed up. You might have made yourself all dirty, but God's just looking. Will you let me clean you? Will you let me forgive you? Will you let me wash you? Will you let me restore you? He reminds me of Mick. He's so much better than Mick, you know. But you think, about, you think about a boxer, you know. He goes out there, and he gets out there in the ring, and he's, he's swinging, and he's, he's, he's missing. Maybe he's having a temper tantrum. He's getting angry, and he's hitting somebody. He's mad. He's violent. And then, you know, the cares of this life, and doubt and unbelief is hitting him upside the head, and now he's, he's just getting dirty and all messed up. But as soon as he comes back to his corner, his corner man, what does this corner man do? This corner man goes, you idiot, you dummy. What are you doing out there? 
getting smacked around like that, acting so violent and acting like an idiot. Man, I'm ashamed to even know you, man. You get cleaned up, and, and when you get it all cleaned up, then you call me. I'm out of here. Now, is that what a boxer's corner man does? You know what I'm talking about when the bell rings and that boxer goes back to his corner? What does he do? And he starts washing him. He starts cleaning the sweat off him. He gets all the dirt off puts some fresh oil on him. Put some fresh oil on him. Praise God. And just encouraging. Just encouraging. Just encouraging. Now, you can do this. Now, that's what you do. I'm telling you, when you get back out there, this is what you do. Just encouraging him. You could do this. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You are more than a conqueror. Get up, rock. Get up. You fall down, you just want to give up, you're lying on the mat. You just want to just, I just feel so ashamed of myself. And when you look over, if you just look over, if you just, if you just look over and look beyond what you've done, and if you look over to the Word of God, you'll see what God is saying. God is saying, get up, get up, by my stripes I healed you. Get up. My blood has washed you. My blood has made you. I put my Holy Spirit in. You can do this. Get back up. That's what God's saying. And to just sit there and lie there and just be able to all into yourself. See? So you're not seeing past the seen to the unseen and remembering what he's done for you. Man, if you have any question about what God will do for you tonight or tomorrow or in the future, all you got to do is just look back at what he's already done for you, my friend. He has not changed. The best is yet to come. Because we're going from faith to faith to faith to glory to glory to glory. The best, you ain't seen nothing yet. You got, we got to have that kind of attitude. I ain't seen nothing yet. Praise God. I mean, if it was that good when I got saved, if he saved me as a sinner, and then he baptized me in the Holy Spirit, filled me with the Holy Spirit, put his power on my life, been teaching me, led me to life of faith Bible church. Oh, Lord Jesus. If he's been doing that, what's next? See, we should always be in a continual state of expectancy of what's to come. We're always expecting something good to happen. Always expecting something good to happen. See, that's a big part of faith. Because that hope is in faith. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. And that word hope means to expect. To expect. It's a confident expectation of a future certainty. So if you're in faith, you're, you're expecting. Just like that pregnant woman, right? She's conceived and she, she has a baby growing in there. She's got it. She's got it. She took the faith test and found out she got it. Uh, pregnancy test. She found out she's pregnant. She's got, nobody can see it, but she knows. No, I think I'm pregnant. Are you? Yeah, pregnant. And then it starts to become manifest. And things start changing in her body. And, and next thing you know, and she's walking around. And what is she? She is expecting. 
She is expecting there's going to be a delivery day. There's a delivery day coming. What she's been expecting is going, it's a certainty. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. She's already conceived it. That's how faith works. Faith conceives the promise of God and then expects, expects to see what it has. See, we got a very confused world today. We got a world that is so into the scene realm that they don't even know, even though the person has a pregnancy test, even though the belly is swelling, even though there's, it is quite obvious they do an ultrasound, they can see the baby in there through the, but because we can't see it out here in the physical, it's not really a baby yet. See, it's just a, a fetus. It's not really a baby. No, friend, it's a baby. It's a baby. We have no doubt that if you leave this process alone, a baby is coming out. An alligator is not coming out. <laughs> Something crazy is not coming out. A baby is coming out. That's what's going on in there. She's already got it. She just don't see it yet. And we don't see right away what we believe Many times. But faith expects to see what it has. Hallelujah. So we're expecting, we think about all that God has done for us. We should be just so thrilled about what he's going to be doing. What we're going to be seeing in the days ahead. Hallelujah. And so we're growing in faith. Hallelujah. Our expectancy gets us in the word of God. We grow in our expectancy. We grow in our faith. And we're able to lay hold of more and more and more and more and more. Hallelujah, we're just eating it up. Just eating up the blessings of God. Eating up the word, eating up the blessings of God. Hallelujah. Eating up the favor of God, eating up the goodness of God. Praise God. Eating up all the promises of God, all the great things God has for us. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Come on, let's stand on our feet. Let's thank God for faith. Praise God we got faith. That concludes this message. For more information about Life of Faith Bible Church or Stephen Fraser Ministries, go to our website at lofbc.org. While you're there, be sure to check out the many other teaching series and books by Stephen Fraser. That website again is lofbc.org. And you can always call 888-542-2555. We trust today's message has encouraged your faith and strengthened your spirit to live the victorious life. And until next time, remember, we always triumph and we always win.